Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of Inside the Brain Of, where I will interview a manual therapist to get inside their brain and try to understand their approach to patient or client management. My name is Eric Nelson, and I'm a board-certified sports chiropractor and neurokinetic therapy instructor. This podcast is dedicated to helping manual therapists to better incorporate NKT concepts and ideas into their practice. If you're listening and you're not an NKT provider, hopefully this podcast will give you some insight as to what NKT is and how you can utilize it to help your patients or clients. Neurokinetic therapy was developed by David Weinstock over the past 30 years. David is a body worker from California and has put together an incredible technique that helps you break down patients' faulty movement patterns by identifying muscle imbalances and determining specifically what muscles aren't firing properly and which muscles are compensating for them. From this information, you can then determine which muscles require manual therapy and which muscles need corrective exercises. By performing the right treatment and corrective exercise program, your patient can change their motor control center and reset their faulty movement patterns. The goal is to stop treating symptoms and start treating causes. We have over 1,100 providers all over the world. NKT is becoming a very popular technique. In fact, Dr. Kathy Dooley is currently at this particular moment on an airplane on her way to teach in Australia. Pretty, pretty, pretty exciting stuff going on. Uh, if you're interested in courses, you can always check the website at neurokinetictherapy.com. Or if you're interested in hosting, we're, we're always open to that, so please contact us to set up a class. You can um, contact David through the website. You can contact me at my email, cairorehab at hotmail. Dot com uh, for more information on possibly setting up a, a level one class. Now, I've gotten a few emails and messages on Facebook uh, asking me about myself, so I thought tonight I'd take a couple minutes to just tell you a little bit about me. Uh, I am, uh, I've been in practice for over 15 years. I'm, I'm a chiropractor. Uh, I am certified in chiropractic, uh, level one certified in chiropractic rehabilitation. Uh, I'm certified in active release technique, the Graston technique, kinesio taping, uh, an excellent tape called Factor that was developed by a really good friend of mine named Greg Dorr, who's a chiropractor from New Jersey, and actually recently attended my uh, level one uh, workshop in New Jersey. Uh, and I think, though, oh, I'm also uh, Polestar Pilates certified. And in fact, my wife, who's also a chiropractor, she's uh, Pilates certified as well, and we also, in addition to my chiropractic practice, we also own a Pilates studio uh, here in New Jersey, uh, where my wife focuses on Pilates rehabilitation. One of my uh, best or favorite certifications is my uh, board certification in sports chiropractic. In fact, I'm, I'm what's known as a diplomate of the American Chiropractic Board of Sports Physicians. It was a 300-hour class, classroom class. Uh, I had to do over 100 hours on the field. A uh, sports chiropractor is, is versed in everything from on-the-field emergency procedures to taping to treating on, on the sideline or in the, in the locker room. We, we kind of feel like if there's a situation that arises, we need to be able to handle it. Hopefully, if we're part of the sports medicine team, there might be enough people we don't have to do all that stuff, but we want to be available for anything, whether it's helping someone on the field or getting towels for them in the locker room. That's what a sports chiropractor does. Um, and it's one of, like I said, it's one of my proudest certifications. Uh, there was a written test. There was a very vigorous practical test. Um, of course, you have to be CPR certified. I also had to have a paper uh, accepted for publication in a magazine or, um, or um, presented at uh, the board symposium yearly. 
So that is one of my favorite certifications as there's only 300 of us throughout the world. In fact, in New Jersey, I think there's seven or eight active diplomates, and uh, four of them, my good friends, have been to the Olympics as the official uh, chiropractor for the U.S. Olympic team. And in fact, at this Olympics, a uh, fellow NKT provider, uh, Mark Tavanowski, uh, who's also a diplomate, he was actually in my class, he was uh, the official chiropractor for the U.S. bobsledding team. So that was pretty exciting. We had a diplomate that was NKT certified uh, at the Olympics this year. That, that, that's pre pretty exciting. Very excited about that. Um, in addition, I teach, uh, I used to be the president of the Sports Council in New Jersey, the Sports Chiropractic Council. I teach for our state association. I've done a bunch of webinars. Um, I did one the other night for the American Chiropractic Association on functional movement. Uh, it went very well. In fact, I was asked to turn it into a movement lecture. If you're not familiar with movementlectures.com, I highly recommend you check it out. In fact, uh, David and Perry have done a movement lecture, and I know Perry's done a couple movement lectures incredible resource. Check it out for a couple dollars. You can listen to some of the greatest people in, in the rehab uh, world talk about what they do and how you can implement that stuff with your patients or clients. It's, it's absolutely incredible. I've also made a couple educational videos for the NKT uh, Scholars page specifically. I've done one on evaluating and assessing the transverse abdominis, and I did another one on the three most common questions new NKT providers ask. Uh, if you can't search and find those, feel free to send me a message. I think I just tagged someone in it yesterday, so my, those two videos should be recently uh, up there. But I can always send you a link up to my YouTube page. Again, it is a private page, so I'd have to send you a link, I believe. Um, I did do a, a video a long time ago on relational inhibition. Um, the, the techniques I perform are, are current, but the, constant, the names of the concepts have changed, so I don't like to... Um, spread that video out as much, but someone was recently asking. I do really enjoy sharing my knowledge, and I always appreciate any feedback you might have, so feel free, again, to send me a message on Facebook or, or send me an email at chirorehab.hotmail.com, and I also, again, just like to point out, as my webinar on functional movement, I talk about the fact that I'm constantly learning as well, too. Um, there's so much exciting stuff going on in the world, and I'm trying to read as much as I can. In fact, there's a couple good seminars I'm looking forward to taking uh, this year. I'm getting ready for the Anatomy in Motion that David is sponsoring, um, which is going to be put on by Gary Ward from London, who's an NKT provider. Um, it's an incredible two-weekend course. He's doing one in San Francisco and one in New York, and I'm very excited to take that in May myself, and I'm taking a, a DNS sport class in September that we're hosting down here in Cherry Hill, as well as a, a, a NKT provider, Lois Laney. Her restorative breathing we're hosting here in Cherry Hill as well in May, and there's only like six or seven spots left. So I'm very excited to learn uh, more myself. Now, one thing that I really love about NKT is that there's a diverse group of practitioners using this technique. All sorts of people, I won't spell them all out as I do in every podcast, but there's all different people, and each practitioner brings an incredible knowledge base uh, to the technique, and as such, each person has a somewhat unique approach to how they treat their patients or clients. You can find most of these people on the NKT Scholars Facebook page. Again, this is a private page for all students that have taken a level one class. 
And as a result of this page, there are some incredible collaboration and teaching lessons that occur every day. I love reading it. It's hard to keep up because there's so many people posting these days, but there's just some incredible, incredible posts. And I get something out of everything, even even for the new people. They have different perspective, and I like seeing where they're coming from. Uh, in fact, there, there, there's many providers on the page that I have on my list to interview on the podcast. I mean, every day I scroll through, and I'm like, God, I, I'd like to see what that guy's thinking and why they, he came up with that. Uh, Joseph Schwartz is one person that I'm going to be interviewing soon, Sean Kitzman, Jamie Francis, Brian Strump. Uh, again, uh, there's a ton of people um, that you probably don't even realize, but I will be giving you a call uh, to get inside your brain because uh, I'm excited to learn uh, and see where you're coming from. Now, when you join the NKT Scholars page, and remember, you have to take a level one class first, you learn pretty quickly who the more experienced practitioners out. And I know that I have, um, when I have questions, I seek these people out all the time. So, again, that's a huge benefit of this community is asking questions, and someone will have the answer. In fact, multiple people will have uh, the answer uh, to give you a little different perspective. Uh, but this is the exact reason I developed this podcast, because I know that if I have have questions, I know that you probably have them as well, and so I might as well share that knowledge with anyone who's interested. I've gotten some great feedback on my first three podcasts. Uh, the first one was with Thomas Wells, who's absolutely brilliant, uh, Perry Nicholson, who again um, is, is just an incredible, passionate person, uh, and uh, Marissa Macias, we talked a lot. She's a massage therapist from the Chicago area. Uh, we talked about how she incorporates it and really gave a fresh perspective and, and, and really brought out a point um, that Thomas has made before as well is to start simple. Always start simple and keep it simple, right? Kiss ass. We like to, we like to kiss ass in NKT. And, um, and, and there's a good reason. You know, look at the macro stuff first, then go to the micro stuff. So, yes, we, we've talked about some good things, and I, I know tonight we'll bring up some great points as well. And, again, if you have any feedback, if you want to ask anybody any questions, feel f or you have some guests you want to, or someone you want to hear about, feel free to contact me on Facebook or my email, CairoRehab at Hotmail.com. And please, if, if you don't, feel free to send me a friend request on Facebook as well, too. Um, I like to get through to as many people as, as I can and stay in touch with everyone. It's, it's, it's a wonderful medium uh, for connection. Now, my guest tonight, uh, I'm very excited um, to, um, to have this, this, this guy tonight. Uh, he's an NKT practitioner from California who's a very well-known presence on the Scholars page. He's always offering advice and posting interesting cases. Uh, recently, uh, he posted part of a case on the Scholars page, part on the Advanced page, and part on the Master's page. It was absolutely brilliant. It really brought and showed you how you can apply your knowledge to each step and, and why each level is indeed important. Um, you'll get a lot of people better with level one, but if you really want to bring everything together, you really should take and you really need to take level two. Once you take level two, and again, there's no rush on any of these classes, but once you start asking questions, that's when you're ready to take level two. Once you get level two down pretty well, then you could really start seeing um, or incorporating the more advanced concepts, and that's where level three comes in. Again, we're not saying you have to take all three, um, and even if you take all three, you're not going to solve all the world's problems, but take your time, feel comfortable at each level before moving on. That being said, even though a lot of you might not feel you're comfortable at level one, 
But trust me, you are. You just need to work on the testing and understand the testing, understand the basic concepts, how to do the tests, and you're pretty much ready to go. Level two will bring so many of your questions together. I know it did for me. I know I was emailing David uh, a million questions when I first started. And um, when I got to level two, he just gave me a big smile like, I told you. <laughs> so please, trust me. And, and again, I, I can't say it enough. If you have questions, reach out. All of us, anyone on that page will be happy to help you with what you have because we've all been there we've all had the same questions pretty much so we know exactly what you're experiencing and we all every one of us including you I know you probably do too you like to teach that's why we're all doing this we love teaching our patients and clients how to move properly and so please reach out it'll be the best thing I promise it'll help you so much so tonight Again, I'm very excited uh, to get into this uh, brilliant provider, um, so t let's not waste any more time. Let's jump in. Let's get inside the brain of Joel Crandall. Hey, Joel, how's it going? Good, Eric. How are you? Congratulations on the diplomat of sports chiropractic. Uh, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much. Uh, first of all, let me just say before we even go forward is I had the opportunity to watch you on a treatment session the other day, and, man, it was awesome. It was, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, the way you just talked to the, your client, the way they responded, uh, the interaction, it was phenomenal. Your techniques, your thought process. I, I wish I could do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Eric. It was my pleasure. And, uh, you know, you bring up a good point. I, I think that that's uh, something that sometimes a little bit of miss is how you talk to your client is a huge deal. And so if you can come in and be relaxed and confident, then your client is going to be a little bit more relaxed on your table. Agreed. And, and a lot of times, you know, that, that's a big question, you know, just diving into some stuff right off the top. But, you know, yeah. people, <laughs> people, bring, people bring right in, you know, they're, what happens when my, my patient goes, is limbic or, you know, and, you know, it's a little bit more. And, and you know, I just, I'm thinking about this girl that came in today. You know, she, um, she was just so upset that she was having back pain and she didn't listen to one thing I said over the past two visits. I've only seen her twice. And, you know, she, she went she went to urgent care despite having no neurological signs or symptoms. She just had some localized, centralized back pain, but she didn't listen to anything I said. She ran to the emergency room. They gave her, they did nothing. No x-ray showed anything. Um, you know, her, uh, they gave her medication. She didn't want to take it. They gave her muscle relaxers. She didn't want to take it. So you can imagine um, her state of mind when she came in to see me today. So, you know, what, what, just, I know how I ended up dealing with, but how would you, how do you deal with someone like that? Well, uh, I, I pretty much start every session with trying to get into the nervous system because especially, you know, I live in LA, which, uh, you know, you're familiar with the New York high level buzz in LA, we kind of have a high level drone. So people that live in these areas, I mean, we're stressed already. So as soon as they come in, you know, you get somebody who's talking 1,000 miles an hour and they got this wrong and this wrong and, you know, they forgot this when they left the door, you already know that they're in a limbic state. So you have to get them out of that before you can actually start clearing stuff. Otherwise, you're going to start coming up with some false reads. And how I do that is basically through the restorative breathing. I always start there. And I try to just get 
So if, if someone's coming into you and they're like all over the place and they're breathing through their mouth and their eyes are bugging out, basically they're only using about 50 million neurons in their brain out of the 600 billion that's available to us. So if I can oxygenate their brain through a little bit of restorative breathing, just taking about five minutes to go through that, now I have access to the 600 billion neurons, and now they're going to be able to hear me when I'm talking to them. So they'll be listening a little bit differently. because Now they have access to all these neurons, and now they're going to be able to, to, to just have a little bit more control of themselves, and they'll feel themselves starting to relax. Uh, I'm starting to relax right now, my friend. <laughs> they awesome. were here. Yeah. I'm there, man. I'm zoning out. That was awesome. I'm just I'm breathing right now and, and, and yeah. I mean that is exactly, you know, how I looked at this patient today. I'm like, I you know, you we're not gonna be able to do anything. You need to work and we just did some breathing and that really slowed her down a bit. And I think she mm-hmm. we we were able to make a little bit of a breakthrough and I think she got it a little bit at least. But um yeah. A little of a good start. That's that's a good start, right? And that's all you can do. Because I know Absolutely. I do find myself getting frustrated. Like I almost want to just say, get the hell out of my treatment room. There's nothing I can do for you. But then I take a couple breaths, right? I gotta relax. I gotta bring them. Exactly. I gotta get down myself, and then I gotta bring them to my level so we can kind of work together. So excellent. Exactly. I, I like that. And if that, you're not breathing, your client's not breathing. Bingo. And that's that's yeah. huge because that's what I think, and I think that's what you're thinking. When people are posting, you know, what do you do with a limbic patient? I think that's the point you're trying to get across is exactly what you just said. That right there is priceless because we need to step back and get them to calm down and relax. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Because, you know, as we know, the limbic uh, system rules the motor control center. So if they're limbic and you go and try to do some motor control testing, well, you're going to get a lot of what I call phantom relationships. And if you can get them centered again with some breathing, a lot of those phantom relationships fall away. They're not even there. And now you can go in and you can pinpoint on what exactly is causing certain issues. Awesome. Cool. So I know we jumped in a little bit, so let's let's backtrack a little bit here. And why don't you tell okay. me a little bit about I your got excited, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So tell me about your background a little bit. You know, okay. what do you, I mean, I know I, I you know, I know a little bit about you, but I don't know much about you. <laughs> so okay. fill me in, I please. I can try to help you a little bit here. So I went to Cortland State, which is in upstate New York. It's one of the top phys ed schools in the country, uh, where I studied exercise physiology and kinesiology. So I have a, and my degree is in uh, teaching as well. And shortly after I graduated, I ended up moving to L.A. to help a friend of mine uh, work uh, as a personal trainer in a gym. And I started uh, training a chiropractor, and he was just getting out of school, and he was about ready to open his own, his own business. And he asked me if I wanted to ever go to massage school and learn massage. Well, I come from a tiny, tiny town in upstate New York. I had never had a massage before in my life, but I said, sure, why not? <laughs> so I'm now going on my 20th year of massage. This year will be wow. my 20th year. Nice. So you never kind of know who you're going to run into and what path is going to lead you on. Awesome. Now, what? Obviously, I mean, 
you haven't been doing NKT for 20 years. So what, you know, were you just doing regular massages? You know, when did you get bitten by the, um, the, the um, I don't know, the treatment or the, you know, massage therapy end of it, not just doing massages? Uh, well, Eric, someone introduced me to Eric Dalton. Dan Totman introduced me to Eric Dalton and uh, took his class and really enjoyed that and was getting some great results with that and uh, then became one of Eric Dalton's assistants for his uh, seminars. Oh, nice. And from, from there, uh, we ran into uh, Aaron Mattis, uh, who does active isolated stretching and strengthening, and uh, became an assistant for him and was working with that for a long time. And, and then about a year and a half ago, yeah, about a year and a half ago, this this crazy guy, David Weinstock, started stalking me on Facebook. <laughs> we actually uh, joke about that because we still can't remember exactly how we met on Facebook. But we had actually met in about 2000, somewhere in there, uh, up in San Francisco. Uh, we were do, uh, Aaron Mattis was doing an active isolated stretching seminar at uh, David's uh, facility up there. So we had met then uh, and uh, 10 years later so uh, reconnected. Nice. Excellent. And yeah, so he got me to come take the neurokinetic therapy class. I had no idea what it was and it was the first uh, class ever taught in San Francisco and on blind faith I just listened to him and, and took the class and just took off from there. Excellent. Well now, I mean, I see you were, uh, you know, you went to college and was a teacher and then you, yeah. you know, you assisted with Eric Dalton, and then you assisted with the active isolating straw. So now it's kind of your your teaching pathway is is, is becoming clear. Uh, I see it now. So, yeah. um, okay. excellent, awesome. Um, and yeah, so I guess that that's the, the next thing is I know that you you do you teach a lot of study groups. So you can tell me a little bit about your study groups because I think you do multiple level ones. How do you, how do you work? That, that, that out. Well, recently we just did my uh, the first study group here in LA that uh, actually had all three levels, one, two, and three in the class. So what I had to do was break up the room and put the threes in the back corner, put the twos kind of in the middle, and then the ones uh, as soon as you walked into the facility. And, and I said to them, you know, no mixing or I will throw you up. <laughs> So, so it was great, you know, kind of let the, the threes go on their own for a little bit. And while I worked with the ones, just kind of teaching, um, try, trying to give them ways to hunt uh, instead of just starting testing, kind of saying, okay, these are some things to think about and look at before you even start testing. You know, I'm big on off-table assessment, uh, you know, checking out the hip heights, uh, hip rotation. Uh, the single leg stance, uh, the overhead squat, stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, I try to tell them, you know, don't think about the, the muscle so much, but to think about fiber orientation and just kind of follow those. And if you follow those, and, and you know, if you're not that good at anatomy, uh, hopefully you'll study some up and get with Dooley and, and study some more. But, you know, try to remember what direction those muscle fibers are running in, and if you just place your hand on top of that muscle fiber, it will tell you which way to go. 
either it's going to go, you know, you're either going to go toward the feet or you're going to go toward the head. But if you follow that line of fibers, it will lead you to possibly the next synergist that may be causing a, a dysfunction. Excellent. Excellent. Great advice right there. Great advice right there. So, well, so tell me about that study group. What, like, what did you cover? How did that work? I'm curious. Well, I had uh, two that had just taken the course, uh, the level ones that were just taking the course. So they were, you know, just getting their feet wet on the study group. Okay. We we basically we went over fiber orientations, what to look for, you know, it's to synergist first, and then we also looked at, you know, the functional opposite. If something on a synergistic line doesn't work, then look to the opposite side. You know, being, you know, if it's a rec stem and, and, you know, iliacus didn't help, then maybe look at, you know, the posterior capsule, the hip, or some something along the in the backside of the hip that may that may be a player in causing that dysfunction on the front side. Excellent. And then the level two people. Level two people, uh, you know, they're they're doing really well. They're they're getting ready for the level three, and in that we look at more of rotations and what's happening as far as rotation and the. Uh, and the subsystems. Excellent. So we're looking at you know, all the Thomas Myers uh, subsystems and stuff like that. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And we don't have to talk about level three because I'm getting dizzy thinking about level three right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have to specify West Coast and East Coast level three as well. Um, Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Excellent. Now, I think, are, are you also a trainer as well, too? I am. Yeah, I've been a trainer for 24, 25 years. Right. Yeah, I thought you said that. So how do you balance that with your with your treatment and stuff? Well, it all depends on what the client wants when they come to me. Uh, you know, right now I work a lot of, with people that are, you know, injury, pain, and, and stuff like that. But I have some people that, you know, maybe have been in a car accident and then they want to get back and get stronger again. So. You know, me being a Gemini, the, the more diverse my clients are, the more I like it because I don't get bored. Right. So what kind of, I'm just curious, what kind of stuff do you do with them? Lifting weights, Olympic lifting, kettlebells, funk, you know? Uh, you, you know, I, I don't do too much Olympic lifting just because of the fact that, you know, I feel you need to learn that from a younger age. And most of my clientele isn't in that area to do Olympic lifting. You know, so I do play around with kettlebells a little bit. The Turkish get-up is, is a great exercise. You can really break that down into a million different workouts just off of the Turkish get-up itself. Uh, do a little bit of kettlebell swinging sure. and stuff like that. But a lot of it is a restoring uh, movement. Uh, I took a great class called Restorative Movement uh, with uh, Brandon Hetzler. It was a phenomenal okay. class, and basically it's almost kind of like, I guess, the DNS class where you're right. really breaking down and regressing the movement and then building them back up. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a really great class. Good. I'm going to have to look up, look that up, definitely. Yeah, I know, yeah, he's I know a great Perry, guy, great teacher, too. I know Perry teaches a, like, you know, his primal movement class. Did you take that? Were you there this weekend? That, that weekend? No, I wasn't there this weekend. No, I, I couldn't make it. So. All right, yeah, I'm definitely interested in learning a little bit more about that, too, because that kind of stuff, I, I like that, breaking down the movement. That's why, again, you know, the neurodevelopmental patterns, and that's one thing why the DNS uh, sport class uh, interests me as well. 
Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we got some good background stuff. We know why you're a teacher now and why that definitely shines through pretty pretty clearly. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, let's just talk about a basic run-of-the-mill patient that comes into your um, facility for maybe they have some back pain. You know, okay. what does your first visit look like? Well, my first uh, visit is basically, you know, like I said, I start off with the, with the breathing. I want I want to clear the limbic system uh, and get that so I can actually get into the skeletal system, so I'm not chasing my tail. Um, you know, by finding these phantom uh, relationships, right? I, I, I basically the first one, especially you know when it comes to low back pain, I'm really looking at core, and and I'm looking at the uh, the core, and I, I, I kind of go deep with it because, and I don't mean deep as far as, you know, manipulation with my hands and stuff like that, because I really feel that uh, when you're dealing with the autonomics, you shouldn't do manual releases, because it's not a skeletal muscle. So you have to treat them very differently, and they have to be released differently than just going in and, and smashing them with your hands and stuff like that. So it's a little bit more gentle workout, and I, I basically start with the brain and getting that fired up with, the, with the, getting the, the 600 billion neurons so I can really work with it, and uh, releasing these autonomics uh, in the hierarchy. You know, using the eyes and, and what I call sinking the diaphragms, and getting the pelvic floor, the diaphragm, and you know all the diaphragms in the body working in sync. And once you do that and everything locks in, then you have to do it in every position. And we, you uh, got to see that a little bit uh, with the case study uh, the other night where the person looked like they were fine, and then they moved their arm into a new position, and then I had to go and do the release and the sinking of the diaphragms in that new arm position. Anytime you move or change a position, you're moving and changing the body. And, you know, my little favorite muscle that everybody knows me for controls all that. <laughs> hmm. Interesting, interesting. Definitely yeah. interesting. Yeah, again, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about, like, my patient today with the breathing, and it's, it just seems mm -hmm. so important. And I think when I take a step back, I realize how many more of my patients have, you know, they're not in sync with their diaphragms or their breathing. And, 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 and that is extremely important to um, to get first, without without a doubt. So yeah. that is definitely something I'm looking forward to learning more, and that's uh, that's awesome. Okay, so let's say now you've got that in sync. Now, is that something too? You give them homework to do as well, right on the first visit, breathing stuff. Oh, oh, uh, breathing stuff is always in the homework. Always in the homework. Yeah, just just doing some of the cross connecting and stuff like that. Excellent. Okay. So yeah, then, um, so then excellent. So then now, okay, let's step back again. I want to just go a little bit more detail sure. to your off table assessment. Do you use mm -hmm. any particular system? I mean, do you have like a couple of tests that you run through on every patient, regardless of what their problem is? You know, what, what is your, um, you know, what's your background with that stuff? Well, I, I steal a little bit from FMS, you know, take a little bit of the single leg stance. And I real, what I really like with the single leg stance is if you have them do the step forward and then step back. That's part of the FMS because that will really show you a little bit more because you're adding movement to it. Um, you know, having them close their eyes in the single leg stance, 
that that'll also uh, tell you a lot. Now I'm always also looking at the hip height, so I'm always looking at the iliac crest, see if they're high. I'm looking at the ASIS in the front, seeing if one is tipped down or you know internally rotated a little bit. I'm also doing that with the PSIS in the back and seeing if there's a hip that's high and see if there's possibly maybe even an upslip of one of the iliums. I do that on everybody. If you come into me with a shoulder issue, I am checking your hips. Always going to be checking the hips. Matter of fact, I had a client the other day that was having a shoulder issue, and they took their shoes off, which I require all my clients to take shoes and socks off because I want to see their feet. Because I, before I was known as a hyoid guy, I was known as a foot guy. So, <laughs> and learned a lot of great stuff with Aaron Madison about the foot. And this woman had two horrendous bunions. And so I did a little bit of testing with her, her, with her bunions in her normal position, and sure enough, her shoulder was weak. And I just put a little silicone toe spacer in between her toes, between the first and second toes, and I'd retested her shoulder and everything, tested back strong again. Mm-hmm. So that told me that the problem was actually in her foot and not in her shoulder. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's why I like to look at the whole body and see what's happening. And also when I'm looking at the hips as far as hip height and stuff like that, I'm also looking to see if there's a rotation. And a lot of times you'll find that that right hip is rotated forward. Excellent. Excellent. So then you get them, so you got them off the table, then you get them on the table, and you Mm -hmm. run through your um, NKT stuff, right, I guess. So how long would you say your first visit usually is, and are all your visits the same length, or do they change? You know, how do you how do you it, it all up? changes it all changes be, uh, it all changes because of the breathing as like your client today you couldn't get them to breathe so now you really can't do your NKT to your fullest capacity right. so there are some client I had a client uh, last month they were here for two and a half hours <laughs> and all we worked on was trying to get them to silent breathe. Mm. And they actually ended up falling asleep on the table. <laughs> and I just, you know, packed them with sandbags and made them comfortable. Because I'm all about creating uh, stability and safety with the client. But I think that is, is just a huge player. Uh, if you can create safety and stability with your client, you know, then they're going to allow, allow you to do a little bit more. You know, and also it's going to help your releases a little bit better. Excellent. Now, kind of going with what you're saying right now and, and coming back to my patient who was – she wasn't really – I'm thinking of someone else actually that was similar that was, you know, kind of belligerent. Like the first thing she said to me is, mm. I don't want to see a chiropractor. You know, so you know she's got an attitude at first. Like, how, do you do you see any people that are belligerent oh, when they yeah. come in? I, I live in L.A. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had one woman come in. It was hysterical. I used the wrong word. I'll be honest with you. I used the wrong, wrong word. I said, "Okay, we're going to get you to relax." Uh, Never tell a woman to relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I learn that? She's looked at me and says, you're never going to get me to relax. I said, okay, that's fine. And uh, so I just did some real simple uh, breathing stuff. And, you know, she came in because she had bilateral carpal tunnel is what the doctors told her. 
and uh, just, just got her to uh, to breathe a little bit, put a little bit of weight on her stomach and stuff like that. And next thing, she just went, <sighs> and I looked at her, and she just looked at me and said, don't say a word. <laughs> because I got her to relax. <laughs> Excellent. Because again, you know, it's funny. I mean, I try to have patience with people, but and I find myself standing in the corner breathing, just trying to relax. But I just mm-hmm. it drives me crazy when these people come in belligerent, and I try my best um, to get them to relax. But you know, I, I, sometimes it's a it's a it's a losing yeah. effort. But um, well, you I can have ask been having a great question though. Yeah, you can ask them a great question though, Eric. You can ask them, well, what do you want from me today? Yes. Yes. And then see if that helps. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. Now they have a goal. That's, that's okay. it, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I will that is the first thing I'm going to ask them next. Time. Yeah, don't don't ask them how they're doing cuz you don't care. I won't ask them that for sure. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I want you to relax. <laughs> you know, cuz you might hear about something you don't want to hear about. So just say, "What do you want from me today?" <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I mean, generally, I mean, a lot of my patients are, are referrals and word of mouth, and, and, and generally they're very excited for what I do, but, you know, I guess as, as you see more people, you get the potential of some interesting characters, and I have sure. to say the past couple months, there's definitely been some interesting characters coming into my um into my office, but I'm trying well, you to... You are New uh, Jersey, Eric. I, I know. <laughs> and that, that is exactly it. So I'm trying to I'm trying to figure them out. You know, I want to help, but, you know, patience is, is, is tough. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Um, so why don't you, you know, with, again, and I'm going to ask you this question, you don't have to go into exact details as far as what you did and stuff, but why don't you tell me another interesting case, because you're always posting some, some really cool stuff there. So just... Tell me an, uh, something pretty cool. Uh, well, I just, uh, God, there's, there's, there are so many, but uh, one, one keeps popping into my head, and this is just something I think, you know, more maybe for level level two. But so uh, say someone comes in with a, uh, a tight popliteal. My brain now goes to, okay, there's obviously a rotation somewhere in the body, and where is it? What What is causing this popliteal to be tight? So even though I find a tight and facilitated muscle, I'm not going to go and just release that yet. I'm going to start thinking, what is causing that rotation? And I'm, it, you know, since this is, you know, it could be in the foot, or it could be, I'll start working my way up the chain. And I'll find the spot that I think is, causing that rotation and I'll have them TL that and then retest everything and if they TL that spot and whatever was inhibiting from that popliteal if the spot I have them hold turns everything on that you know inhibited that pop, uh, from that popliteal then I know I got the spot in the hierarchy that's much higher up and it's away from that rotation. So like, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of times you'll find a right hip that's forward. Well, as soon as I find a right hip that's forward, I go straight to the jaw, and I'll check the mandible and see if the right mandible is forward. And nine times out of ten it is. And so when you correct that, you correct the hip. 
Excellent. Now, okay, so good. Okay, give me some give me some advice on my um my jaw patient. So a patient comes in with TMJ problems. Uh, <clears throat> what do you look at first? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, again, I'd have to be I mean, inside the breathing. TMJ. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, the first thing you have to look at is the jaw stable. Right. Okay. Uh, so you want the jaw to be stable while you're doing your test too, because if the jaw isn't stable while you're doing the test, again, you're going to come up with these phantom relationships. And it sounds impressive, but it really isn't what you're looking for. Okay. So with a TMJ case, you know, I, I actually just had one recently where, you know, you would think it's pterygoid that, that's causing the issue. And we learned a great thing in our level three, and I won't get into it, but about the double T yelling and stuff like that. So you can actually really tell where to go. Well, it turned out that it wasn't the pterygoid that was causing the issue. It was... Um, See, Eric, I don't know how much I can say about what <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, you don't have to go Without crazy. getting in trouble. <laughs> Just throw, I mean, you know, whatever. We're, we're amongst friends yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. So I always look at the steering wheel of the body, and the steering wheel of, right. of the body is the hyoid. Right. But I, every day someone sends me a message like, well, how do I reach the hyoid? And I send them the same response back. It's not a coffee book question. Right. It takes time. You need to go take a class before right. you go and mess with this. Don't just go in there. And, you know, two two cases just happened recently, and that's why I'm kind of on this crusade of not manually releasing the autonomic system. Right. Um, just recently we had someone um, release someone's diaphragm uh, manually, and now that person is seeking psychiatric help hmm. because it took their stability away, right. and now they don't know where to go. Right. And it happened to a friend of mine just recently too. And so now I'm like, okay, I won't, I won't manually release anything that has to do with the autonomic system. Interesting. I have found other ways to do it, which is really, really cool. Right. So, but with okay, your TMJ, cool. your yeah, you're looking, you know, at all the different jaws. It could be a suture in the head, you know, right. that that could be causing some of that as well. Right. So, but like you, I mean, I guess my point was going, or my question was going towards. I mean, you said when you see a rotated hip, you're going right to the jaw. So now, if they have a jaw, are you going down to the hips, right off the bat as well? You going, you know, reverse yes, because of it's what I call the three P's. <clears throat> okay, you got the you got the pterygoid. You have the psoas, and you have the piriformis, and they create the triangle. And if you don't uh, balance this triangle, then you're not going to have the body balance either. Mm, now, was that ipsilaterally? Was that, how, how, how did that work? Same side, three Ps? Uh, well, the, the piriformis and the psoas will be on opposite sides. The piriformis, the psoas... And then what is the pterygoid? Which which pterygoid? Which side is that? Uh, well, you, you can play with it. So if you use typically, if you take it to the right, hmm. let's see if I can remember this correctly. Uh, the right psoas will be off, and the left piriformis. Okay. Interesting. 
Okay. Yeah. Cool. But, you know, as you know, there's no absolute. So just keep moving. Right. You can move the jaw to the side to side and then just test those patterns. Excellent. So you're, okay. Yeah, that's one of my favorite go-tos. So move the jaw and then test those muscles. Yeah. Good stuff right there. I can't wait to see my patient. Yeah, so a lot of times, you know, if there's someone has a tight piriformis, I'm going, I'm looking to make sure that jaw is stable. Right off the bat. That is, that's, that's great advice yeah. right there. <clears throat> Excellent. I know in level two, I think we get more into the jaw work. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, just, you know, opening up good possibilities for people to consider. Because, again, level one is, is really to get you into the game, you know, get you learning the basics. Exactly. Um, and, I, and I loved what you said earlier about please do not rush. Yeah. Take your time. Learn these relationships. I, I, I struggled with them for months. You know, I tell people, if you haven't thrown your book across the room, you're probably not doing it right. <laughs> Exactly. You know. Exactly. And that, know, well, and that's, that's what makes it so exciting when you find the great one. You know, you're like, whoa. <laughs> I know. You know, one of my favorite things when I read is um, someone makes a post on on in the scholars page. Like, I found, you know, the big toe related to the obliques. Is that even possible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course it is. <laughs> It's yeah, great. and that's and it's a, it's the same thing, honestly, for teaching. I, that kind of <clears throat> eye-opening response from people is is phenomenal when they start to figure it out. And I mean, I you know, I is. tell people just dive into the practicing as well, because the more you use it, the more comfortable you're going to get. The more you see the relationships, and the more things make sense. So my big yeah. tip for people is just just do it. What you know, I know you do a lot of um, study groups. What are some some good tips? Uh, for some new practitioners that you like to, to give them right off the bat? Well, the big one for me is play. Just play. Get, get your hands on. The big thing I have found, Eric, is, is, is two, two big points uh, that I have found with, with uh, some of the new people is they can tell you exactly what's happening you know, to the body and what to look for until they put their hands on the client and they freeze. So it's totally different seeing and watching what's happening because it looks easy. But once you start doing it, now the brain has to think as your hands are working. And that just throws the wrench at them and they freeze. So I just tell them, play. Make a mistake. That's great. Don't worry about it. You know, test different relationships. You may not think that this muscle has anything to do with that one, and it may not. But go ahead. Give it a test, and, hey, you might learn a new one, a new relationship. Uh, awesome advice. Excellent. And, and that's, yeah. again, another thing I try to get across when I'm teaching a level one class because, <laughs> you know, you get up there, you say, you tell them ten times, and then they go out there, and then they find a muscle not working, and then they're like a deer in the headlight. <laughs> right. It's like, what? It's just like, just play around with it. Think about what works. And, you know, we're constantly trying to evolve the way we teach, um, providing you information. I know we're working on upgraded PowerPoints. And I know, because I know in my class I always show, um, I try to show, poss- you know, the gray boxes, basically. You know, if you find uh-huh. an inhibited psoas, this is where you should look. And I try to keep that on the screen while people are, 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 are practicing and learning so that way they can just look up and say, oh, psoas, okay, I'm going to look at QL. You know, because I think so many people just get, you know, 
they they start to freak out at that moment. They, it's yeah. kind of funny here, but but yeah, uh, wonderful yeah. advice. Play, get in there, yeah. get your hands dirty, right. and just and just do it. Excellent. And and the second thing is listen. And and I find you know because you're so focused on okay, do I know this test or do that? And this just actually occurred in, in the study group last week. Uh, the woman wanted to test um, mid, mid-trap. And so she put the arm in mid-trap position, and the person on the table said, wow, I can't even feel that connection. And the person's still staring at the arm and trying to do the test. I go, stop. I go, did you hear what he just said? She's like, what did he say? Because he can't feel that connection. I go, so you don't even have to do that test. He already told you he failed it. And and my big thing is listen with your ears, listen with your eyes by, like, looking at the whole body, looking at the big picture, and listen with your hands. If you do those three things, it's going to really, really help you. Excellent. Yeah, and that's true. You know, and I I, I was watching – I want to say I was watching a level two or a level one video the other day, and that was definitely something David picked on with a bunch of patients when he tested them. It's like he goes to do a test, and they're looking all over the place with their head and their eyes and their neck, and they're trying to figure it out, and they just don't <laughs> – they can't make that connection. And so right there, you know, yeah. you know right off that bat in a split second that they don't have it. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of times when you're testing, <clears throat> it's very light very light because you don't even need to really test that much because they're giving it all yeah. up right off the bat. So yeah. excellent. If the eyes aren't stable, the body, the spine is not going to be stable. Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, and you know, I also, now that, you know, this, this, this technique is growing so, so big that so many more people are coming in and influencing and NKT is constantly evolving. And that's, that's yeah. one of the biggest things that I love about David and about NKT is that He's not afraid to add something new or make a change to his approach. Exactly. And, I mean, that's wonderful because how many techniques out there are like that? You know, so many times people are like, it's got to be this way or forget it. And, and David, I mean, geez, he, was, he took the rock tape class the other day. I mean, you know, he's yeah. learning new stuff and he's incorporating concepts. And it just, it's just phenomenal. It's just such a great community. And I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. And I'm, I'm glad that, that you're involved. And, um, you know, before we um, finish this up here, uh, anything else you'd like to end on, say, any advice, any thoughts that you'd like to say? You know, I, uh, looking over my notes here that I kind of scribbled down, and I think uh, I kind of got everything in. Excellent, man. Well, yeah. I have to say it was an absolute pleasure talking to you and, again, watching you. You know, somewhere in my head there's <clears throat> an idea, and I know David's got in his idea of trying to set up opportunities for people to come and maybe spend a day with, you know, a different practitioner. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it's, I know I've, I've had people shadow me uh, in my practice even, even recently, and I just think it's just an awesome experience, and not even just for new people, but like, like me. You know, I'd like to come out to California and follow you around for the day, you know, and follow Thomas Wells for the day or, or you know, whoever. I mean, I think I that, agree because, like, like you said, you know, everybody's got a different approach, and you're going to pick yeah. up something from anybody, everybody. Excellent. I I, I think the great thing about teaching a study group is I get to learn. Yeah. Excellent. You know? Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, do you have have any study groups coming up? What's going on with your schedule? 
There should be a study group uh, not this weekend. They'll be in Chicago the following weekend, which I believe is the eighth. Okay. Yeah, March eighth. Awesome. And I know you have yeah. you have your uh, what is your page called? Uh, PhysioCareCenter.com. PhysioCareCenter.com. Good, excellent. And then you have a yeah. NKT like LA page. Is that what it is, Los Angeles? Yeah, the N- the NKT LA Study Group. LA Study Group. Excellent. Um, Wonderful and um, great. I know I got to put together a study group. It's been a few weeks since I did one of those. That would be great. I'm pretty excited because I'm going to be teaching a level two class in August, and I know there's a lot of people from my study group that are excited to take that. So, oh, I'm that's awesome. I, you know, and I'm excited because you know Marissa posted something great the other day, and I'm excited because the past year I dove into level one and just really devoured that information, and I'm really excited to prepare for level two so I can look at the in and outs of, of all that material once again. Because, um, again, oh. you can never get enough of, of reviewing. So, yes. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's the other thing, too, I guess I'd like to close with, Eric, is, uh, you know, I've done this with a few people in, in my study groups and a few people that, you know, have called me and asked me for advice that, you know, weren't quite sure if they were ready for level two. I said, then take level one again. And every single one of them has come back and said, thank you. That was awesome. It was the best thing I could have done. Excellent. You know, that is wonderful advice because I had in Charlotte, <clears throat> I had a couple people that were retaking it. And, again, you know, I've gotten some messages saying, I'm so glad I retook it because I now look at it from a totally different perspective. Because it is. Sometimes yeah. it's a little overwhelming, and that's <laughs> that's why number it one is. Number one slide on my, my, my PowerPoint slide that is, you know, the top three common questions people ask after level one is, what the hell is going on? <laughs> what the hell am yeah. I doing? And it's because it's it could be, you know, you're changing your paradigm. Now, you know, some people pick it up real quick and they've got it and they're, you know, immediately within one week of doing it, they know more than me, which is pretty impressive. But, um, you know, yeah. some people it takes a long time. And, yeah, retaking it is, is a wonderful option. And, in fact, David offers it for half price. Uh, half the, the the full regular price, not the early bird special yeah. price, but the full price, and that's excellent. You could take it, and you it will solidify it pr- pretty pretty good there. And then again, once you do get certified, you can assist at level one. And I know you have, and I know I. It's it really yeah. takes takes it up a notch for your learning experience. It really does. Awesome. You know, I think we touched a little bit earlier. You know, when you teach, you learn. Bingo. So. Excellent. Well, Joel. Again, it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, I look forward well, my pleasure to uh, speaking with you, Eric. Speaking with you again shortly. And um, again, um, let's see if you have any questions. Uh, you can contact me at Cairo Rehab at hotmail.com. But really, you know, feel free to connect with me or Joel or anybody on the um, on the fa- on the NKT Scholars page. Uh, if you are an NK- if you've taken an NKT class, of course. If you haven't taken an NKT class, um, you're really missing out on the the most incredible uh, community that I'm aware of in manual therapy. Um, I mean, you, when you pay for a seminar price, you're not just getting uh, a, a one weekend class. You're getting like a lifetime of support of people you can ask questions to 
pretty much 24 hours a day, someone's going to pop an answer up pretty quickly. It's been uh, becoming a huge referral network. I mean, you can imagine with 1,100 people uh, all over the world, it's definitely a lot easier to find someone to send your patients to when they're traveling or if they move. I mean, it's really a wonderful community. So, again, I'm very excited. Thanks for joining us tonight, and hopefully real soon I'll have my next guest all lined up and ready to go. So until then, uh, thank you very much.